Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, Brandon Cobb with HPG Capital here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about key fulfillment indicators. I think if you're a business owner out there, you know exactly what a key performance indicator is. But what in the world is a key fulfillment indicator? I just left this mastermind and we had a really deep discussion with Michael Hyatt around this topic that came out actually at the very end of his his speech. And he actually told one of the guys in the audience, he's like, you should write a book on this. So this was some really interesting stuff. I'm excited to jump in. Before we do, if we've been having a one-way conversation through any of our media channels with you, and you've been interested in learning more about investing in recession-resistant real estate to get passive income direct to your bank account, reach out to us. We'd love to get on a get-to-know-us call and get to know you and just learn more about you. Uh, feel free to schedule that on our calendar link below, or you can go to hpgcapital.net. All right, jumping in. So I just had the opportunity to go to an awesome mastermind event. Luckily, it was right here in Nashville, Tennessee. I did not have to go anywhere. And there was a ton of entrepreneurs that, quite frankly, were doing things that were amazing. Uh, some of the guys were doing things I couldn't even dream of doing. One of the guys had been a part of like 86 business exits, like this private equity guy. And I mean, he just sold like 33% of his uh, business off that was valued $100 million. That was like a $33 million exit. I I was just blown away by all the business talent in this room. And they had some incredible speakers come speak at this event, uh, one of which was Michael Hyatt. Now, if you don't know who Michael Hyatt is, he is the author of a ton of fantastic books. Highly recommend you get into his stuff. Uh, No matter where you're at on your journey in business, he's got a book written for you. I've personally read his book, Your World-Class Assistant, and that helped me free up more time than I'll ever be able to thank Michael for by helping offload that to an executive assistant. Um, He's got some books that are great around mindset, business, strategy. Uh, I think he's also got a a book where he can help place executive assistants. Tons of cool stuff. We're very blessed to have this caliber person come and speak. And he spoke on the topic of freeing up your time. And before he jumped into the nitty gritty and how to do that, he explained why it was important. And he started off with a story about how he was working for a book publisher who gave him a great opportunity. He got to take over the department that was or the branch of books. It was like a, you know, you got different sectors of books, different genres of books. He got to take over the sector that was failing the most. And at first he thought it was a curse because he's like, crap, I'm inheriting just this big nightmare. And then he's like, wait a minute, I I can't screw this up. It's already losing money. (laughs) And so he jumped in and he actually was able to do a lot of the work with his team to turn this branch around from like the 14th um, 14th place uh, uh, genre of book that this publisher was selling, losing money to the number one most profitable genre. And how he did it was basically aligning the team efforts and grinding it out. He was traveling all the time. He lived out of a plane in a hotel. 
His uh, his team was constantly working, working weekends, and what they thought they were going to do in three years. Because the CEO came and actually asked him, you know, how long do you think it's going to take you to pull this off? And he said, I think I can do it in three years. And the CEO was like, well, you know, that's what I was kind of thinking too. They did in like 18 months. Absolutely amazing. It was incredible. In fact, he got a bonus check and was so excited to bring this bonus check back home to show his wife. And he he flies home. And the bonus check, by the way, was like more than his entire year's salary. So it was a pretty substantial amount of money. And he gives it to her and says, open it. And she opens up the check and starts crying. And it completely threw him off. He said, why are you crying? And as she's sitting there in the living room, crying, looking at this big sum of money, he thought at first, you know, oh my God, you know, tears of joy, she's happy. And then realized, oh my God, something's wrong. She said, look, Mike, I I really need to talk to you about something. And he's straightened up freaked out a little bit and said, okay. And she you know, brought him to the kitchen, sat him down and said, "This, I haven't seen you much. I know how hard you work for the family. I know how much you do. I, I know all of the sacrifices you make working in order to support us, but you're never home. You're not there. And honestly, when you are home, mentally, you're not even available. Your, your head's somewhere else. Like this, this, you know, I I said, I'd be with you for the rest of your life, but you know, if things keep going this way, I don't know what's going to happen. And he said that was really eye-opening moment for him. Like it has been for a lot of business owners. We're constantly torn between, you know, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our business, taking care of our family. And we put all this emphasis on the business because it generates the money and technically it should take care of everybody, right? You know, that's the one thing to take care of you. It can take care of the family. It can leave a legacy, whatever you want to do. The business is seen as the golden goose that keeps laying the golden eggs. We put all our time and effort into it and we neglect these other areas of our life. And then the topic of key fulfillment factors came in. Mike had spoke on the subject of key performance indicators. And if you're not familiar with key performance indicators, but key performance indicators are sheets or spreadsheets that business owners use to gauge the health of the business. So a key performance indicator for the finances might be profit and loss for the month. How much money did you make? How much money did you lose? It might be your balance sheet. You know, what is your total equity? Um, you know, is it going up or is it going down? And you set key performance indicators to hit. So if you want your equity to be a million dollars at the end of the year, um, or let's say at one, 1.2 million, because I'm horrible with math, then you need your equity growing by $100,000 per month. That's a key performance indicator, $100,000 per month. That indicates that you are on track to hit your performance metrics. And we do this with all different areas of the business. We do it with our employees. We gauge uh, you know, what we should accomplish in a year. And we reverse engineer that down into quarters. We reverse engineer that down into weeks. And we make sure that every week we're having a conversation and we're making sure that we're hitting our key performance indicators and that we are on track. And this works phenomenally well. You've heard me praised you know Whitman's book traction and how he implements this model in the business it just helps the business owner get a grip on things but what i thought was fascinating was the business is just a tool and a lot of people don't realize that it's not the end all be all it is just a tool the end all be all is what 
makes you feel happy? What makes you feel successful? And a lot of people don't take the time to write that down. A lot of people, it might be, I want to spend more time with friends and family. I want to spend more time traveling. I want financial freedom where my passive income is making me as much money as I need to live off of. I don't want to have to trade my time for money. I want to be able to do the things that I'm passionate about, that I love, and that I enjoy. And nobody writes down key performance indicators in order to get to those levels of fulfillment that they want. So this coin, this term was accidentally coined kind of at the at the during his speech, it was key fulfillment indicators. And I thought it was a great term and I wanted to talk about it. So first you we have to define what fulfillment is. And it's really difficult to do because a lot of people think fulfillment is, oh, you know, once I have these material objects, cars, nice TV, house, uh, you know, got an exceptionally beautiful spouse. This is how our culture has told us to define success or define fulfillment. We see it on the ads every single day. We're not known, but we're not born knowing what we want to do or what's going to give us fulfillment. And so naturally, as we're raised in this environment, those voices tell us what should give us fulfillment. And the sad thing is most people don't ever make enough money to even reach some of these things and they die feeling like they've been a failure. But even the ones that do reach these things, they experience even more disappointment because they realize it's not what truly makes them happy. It's not what gets them fired up. And so we first have to define, like, how do you find fulfillment? What exactly does that look like? Now, there was another gentleman there who did a really good job of explaining success. And success and fulfillment are two two different words. Fulfilled is when you you feel like you're a something like there's there's a purpose that is being met. Um, success is when you're the way he defined it, he said it's not a thing. Again, it's it's you know we define success much in a similar way to fulfillment where it might be the accumulation of a lot of these objects that our culture is telling us to to accumulate. But success, he said, was the the um, when you have a group of people who are all working in unison, unison towards a common goal. I butchered that right there. When you have a group of people who are all working in unison, with hyper focus towards the attainment of a common goal. And he used the a story of the Navy SEALs and how he just felt really fulfilled working in the Navy SEALs, even when he was with all of his Navy SEAL cohorts in the middle of the desert with equipment that would break down, getting to shower every 20 days in like a little bitty bucket of, of water and having crappy food. I mean, it was just miserable conditions, but he felt really fulfilled. And then he came back over to the States. He you know, started a business. He did really well. He was making all the money. He had all the objects. So he had this these great conditions, low fulfillment. And then over there, in the crappy conditions, he had great fulfillment. So he's like, what in the world is it? And so he defined success as the collected effort of a group towards a purpose and when you're moving towards it. And I thought about that for a second. I said, you know, that's really true. I do feel most fulfilled where I'm getting where I want to go in life, you know, collectively as a group. And so it's important to first define what you think is fulfillment because you can't ever reach it if you don't define it. Same thing with success. Success isn't a thing. It's a feeling. So what are those things that make you feel successful? 
And what steps can you take to hit those feelings? And it's important to know that they're just feelings, which means they're going to go away. The things that made you feel fulfilled or made you feel successful in the past are not the same things that are going to make you feel fulfilled or for for success in the future. So just know you're not chasing a thing, you're chasing a feeling and that feeling is going to change. That way you know how to deal with it when that, that high of success, when you've reached whatever that point is that gives you that feeling dissipates. That's normal. It's now up to you to go find something else. So what can you do? What steps can you take? I thought this would be fun. I'm going to share you know, what I'm doing with my key performance or key fulfillment indicators in order to, re- to, to live an amazing life. So I break everything down into body being balance in business. And I think the funnest thing to do at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, no matter how you look at it, is create a vision board and not just write a bunch of stuff down, but actually pull up and cut out photos of all the things that you want to do and accomplish in that year, or at least in a certain period of time. I've got my uh, vision board actually pulled up right here. I took a photo of it. So I'm going to, I'm just going to go down and name a few things. Then I'm going to show you how I compartmentalize these and turn them into key fulfillment indicators so that I'm measuring my progress towards my goal. Um, you know, some of the things that Jamie wrote down was she's always wanted the horseback ride on the beach. That's an experience. She wants to pass the NCLEX to get in the nursing school. She has always wanted to become a Botox injector, which is why she's going back to nursing school. She's got to picture some Botox on here. She's always wanted to go to the Maldives. It's been on her bucket list. She wants to graduate nursing school. She wants to start painting more often because it gives her fulfillment. She's got a picture of that. Uh, that old guy with the fro that used to paint on TV. I thought this was hilarious. And then on here, what I have is I have uh, Prague, uh, Santorini, Greece, uh, a, hu- a nice custom home with a ton of windows because I'm a huge fan of natural light. Uh, I wrote down, oh, she also wants to go see a sloth. Uh, I want to go visit Costa Rica. I want to go to the World Cup. And I want to go do Silphic Kokoro. The reason I'm telling you all those things is all those came from body being balanced in business. These are the four areas that I really try my best to measure. So let's jump in. How do I measure you know, my body? What's the ultimate goal? What gives me success? What gives me fulfillment? Used to, it used to be how I looked, especially when I was a lot younger. I wanted muscles. I wanted the six pack. I wanted to look good. That's how I define success and fulfillment. And once I reached that, it sort of dissipated and working out became boring for me. So now today, I want to feel and think extremely clear. I want to operate at the highest level possible. So what are my key performance indicators on that? How do I turn those into key fulfillment indicators? So I eat pretty much the same thing every single day. You know, I'll do some restaurants on the weekend, but I'm pretty disciplined in my approach. And what I'll do is I'll introduce new things to my diet. I'm constantly experimenting, taking out certain foods that I eat, putting new foods in because I've established this baseline of how I feel based on what I've been eating. And so I know that if I introduce some new food group or some kind of supplement, if it works or not, and that's how I'll constantly be split testing. And so I make sure that I am constantly introducing something new on a monthly basis and trying it out and seeing how I feel. I've cut out more stuff than you can ever imagine. A lot of processed foods, a lot of processed cheeses. I don't eat as much meat as I used to. Um, still love steak, but I just don't eat as much of the processed crappy meat, like the stuff you microwave and the, um, stuff you microwave and cook. I don't, I don't do that anymore, but that's helped me 
uh, you know, for my workouts. Used to, it was just being, you know, lifting weights. I noticed that I was kind of getting a gut. The weights weren't doing anymore. So I gave myself some exposure to some HIIT training. I saw some phenomenal results there. So I want to make sure that I stay under 200 pounds. That's another key fulfillment indicator. As long as I can stay under 200 pounds, I feel like I'm doing pretty well in that category. So that kind of does it for the body. That's something that I've sort of already mastered and I've got a pretty good way ahead for that. Now, my balance was something that was definitely off track, especially four years ago. I really connected with Michael when he said that, you know, he came home and his wife said that he was there, but he wasn't really mentally there. I remember my mom would call and I, I was talking with her on the phone, but I wasn't mentally there on the conversation. Same with my brother and sisters, a lot of stress. I was working crazy hours in the business and I was just not mentally there. And so when I wrote down my game plan for my balance, which was my relationship with my family and my friends, I wrote down what gave me the most fulfilling. And I realized that a lot of fulfillment that I receive comes from experiencing unforgettable experiences with those closest to me, which is one of the reasons why I really love traveling with Jamie. And I love doing my sibling trips every with my brother and sister. So fulfillment for me in that category, and how do I measure that is I want to do a trip every year with my brother and sister that knocks something out on their bucket list. I want to do a trip every year with Jamie that knocks... I want to do two trips every year with Jamie. Let's be honest. One, we knock something off each other's bucket list. I want to do a trip every year with my mom, knocking something off one of our bucket lists uh, every year with my dad, and then one trip every single year with my friends. Now, I can say I've been pretty successful with the family. I've been doing the sibling trips for almost a decade now. That's kind of crazy. And every year we look forward to them. But I have not successfully done it with my friends. Um, you know, I'm at the age where everyone's having babies, everyone's busy. Everyone's obsessed with their career. So that's something that I need to measure and do. So every time I hit one of those goals, I know that I've hit my key performance indicators. So I've been successful with four of those. I've got to get the friends one down. If I can do that, I will feel pretty good about it. Another uh, key fulfillment indicator is I want to have more dinners with people that make me laugh. Because why not? That's something that I don't know. I can't remember where I came up with the idea, but I was, you know, having dinner, laughing, having a good time. I was like, man, everyone needs more laughter in their life. How do I get around more people that make me laugh? So that was another thing that I'm working on. So as soon as you write it down, you've got to actually come up with like weekly steps. Like, what are you doing to make this a reality? Right. So I will actually try to set up X number of dinners per month, um, you know, with people that make me laugh and take that effort to, uh, to try to get them to come out. So that's, again, that's a key fulfillment indicator, right? What are you doing on a consistent basis to make that happen? Um, I've got all my trips set up for the entire year with my family. So those are all checked off and done, but that would be, you know, balance. Um, you know, business, we've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but, you know, having the, the, the key performance indicators for all the different departments. So everything's running smoothly. I don't, you know, we'll do a whole different episode on that. And then lastly, uh, being, so you have body, uh, balance, business, and being, and being is your relationship with yourself. And in my opinion, this is the most difficult one to measure because how do you measure basically how much you love yourself? It's kind of a weird thing to ask when people say, Hey, how are you loving yourself? 
probably scratch your head and think about it and be like, huh, what do you mean exactly? Right. Could, could be getting, getting taken out of context for sure, but it's true. What do you do to love yourself? And, you know, for me, it's taking care of me first. We've all heard this saying when you're on an airplane, if something happens, the mask come down, put your mask on first before you take care of others. If you're not taking care of you, not just physically, but like mentally, with the, you know, the relationships you choose to be in, the relationships you choose to have with yourself, the voices that you listen to, um, you know, what are you feeding yourself on a subconscious level? How much are you sleeping? That has a toll. And you are the most important thing. You cannot take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. So, you know, what are some of the things that I'm doing? One, I try at least three times a week to get up and do my incantations. So I'm getting up in the morning and I'm jumping jacks, getting my energy level up, and I'm just commanding all those great things to come into my life, right? At one point, I was talking about how I was going to find my amazing wife and boom, here she is. She came into my life. She's here. It's like, good. We can, we can get rid of that incantation. Don't need it anymore. But all the things that I want to command to come into my life and I'll, uh, I'll work up a little sweat. I usually play a really, really good song on my back porch. And as soon as I get my heart rate up, I'll just stop, close my eyes, put my hands over my heart, and I'll just practice gratitude. And I'll think of all the amazing things that I'm thankful for. You know, my amazing mom, who's just given me so much love and support growing up. Uh, you know, my fiance, who's super supportive and just makes me more happy than I'll, I'll ever find with anybody else. Uh, you know, my siblings, my family, you know, my business partner, my coworkers. And I just think of all these things that I'm grateful for living, you know, in this country, not in a third world country, all these things run through my head and it just try to sets my mind for the day. Cause I've realized I live a much more fulfilling life when I'm feeling gratitude and I'm expressing gratitude throughout my life. That's been a really, really big indicator if I'm going to be happy and if I'm going to have a good day is if I do those morning rituals. So that would be a key fulfillment indicator. Am I getting up? Am I doing my incantations? Um, this one kind of goes more a little bit towards, you know, stretching, but uh, I'm sorry, it goes towards, uh, you know, the body, but, you know, stretching every morning really does help me love myself because I don't have as much pain throughout the day. I'm taking care of me. So, you know, did I stretch? I try to stretch every other day. It's kind of hard for me to do every single day, but doing my stretches, that's another key fulfillment indicator to make sure that I'm taking care of myself mentally. All right, that's it, guys. Body being balanced in business. Figure out what it is that you want to accomplish in each of those categories. Write down what gives you fulfillment and then reverse engineer that into weekly steps that you can actually measure so that you can actually attain that goal. Treat your life as it if is your business. Till next time.